0: everybody to edge of the rabbit hole i'm author and researcher mike ricksecker with me as always my co-host is victoria monday and down in the chat room alina moderating the chat we have a fantastic show coming up for you tonight australian ufo researcher damien knott is with us this evening so he's in a whole different day right now so we're, we're talking to <laughs> I, I love i love that because it's like a whole time travel thing <laughs> ooh,
1: ooh, um, what am i what am i wearing tomorrow Right.
0: Yeah, we are but in future, uh, yeah, somehow. you're in the future. You're in the future. It's totally amazing. I love it. Um, but Damien has been a UFO, UFO researcher for a number of years. Here, uh, he's appeared on episodes of Ancient Aliens, a documentary Beyond the Spectrum, and in Australian Skies. He's also produced and directed Fractured Realities. Uh, second. Uh, film of that is coming up here very soon, and Haunted Skies coming out in February. We're going to talk about all of these things here this hour. Damien, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, Mike, thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, last time we tried to have you on, we, <laughs> we, had, it, up, we had dramas. <laughs> we did. It. Yeah. We did. It's. And so it's really great to have you on this year. So those that were looking forward to Damien, I think it was a couple of months ago, we have him here this evening. But uh, you know, we're going to get to a number of different things this evening. But first, you know, of course, we have to talk about how did you gain this interest in UFO research? And for me, I'm just fascinated UFO, UFO research in another part of the world. So it's going to be different, perhaps, than here different in the U.S. The so. <laughs> different, but the same, yeah.
2: Yeah, Oh, well, it was when I was nine. Um, I had a sighting of a UFO and that kind of first piqued my interest a little bit as a kid, and then uh, again when I was twelve, had a multiple sighting with my brothers, same colored UFO getting chased around the sky by another two UFOs. Um, and then you know, and my father saw that as well. And so, and that was a really interesting sighting that, when I was twelve, kind of launched me into wanting to find out more about the subject and, and learn about it, and and. Yeah, and I, everyone I asked, every adult I asked as a kid, you know, would always have the same kind of um, comeback. Or you now I worked out there was, you know, a stigma attached to the subject, and I always wondered why. And you know, I'm not one to worry or back off. You know, if someone doesn't like what you're saying or whatever, I'll, I'll push it a bit. And um, so yeah, so I've really gotten into the subject over the last 33 years. And um, since I was a kid, I've read everything I could and looked up at the sky as often as I could and watched everything I could about it. and Read all the books and everything and the cases, and you know, just and then, um, but seeing them sporadically over my life. um, But then it wasn't until a decade ago when I came to uh, uh, where I am now in the country uh, and just come up, fix a house up and everything. And um, started seeing on the second night, I was here a decade ago, I I witnessed a massive ball. It was like a, a massive white light. And it floated just silently over the neighbor's house behind us um this is just 11:30 at night and so we're in a town like it's 750 people and there's like three street lights in the whole town so you can see the sky really well everyone goes to bed really early and you know so all, all the no, everyone's inside you know so it, it's it's a it's a really strange place don't you do there's strange properties in the ground and minerals and all that kind of stuff so yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting, uh, a lot of people started coming up here 10 years ago after Tucson Herald journalists actually witnessed UFOs in the backyard here and they reported it in the paper. Um, and the UFOs were playing a game of tag across the sky and everything. It was really cool. And um, so, yeah, they put that in the paper and then people started coming from all around Australia and UFO investigators and everything. And everyone who was coming here, like at least 90% of the people, was seeing UFOs, which is extraordinarily rare. Um, for any investigator to get called to a town, and then actually have the phenomenon taking place when he gets there is extraordinarily rare. Because flaps normally last maybe two, three, four days, maybe a little bit longer, depending. Um, but in this place, you know, you sometimes you won't see anything for a month or two, and then all of a sudden you'll have a week straight, like or three or four nights straight of activity and uh, lights hanging above the mountain range just uh, across down here, about maybe two kilometers away, and um, then they, they come from up high, stop, change direction, and then stop again, and then fly into the mountain and melt into the mountain at no sound, no anything, just complete gone. And um, we've caught this on video and that we don't know what these things are, but I mean, they're really strange. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I got into it. And um, and that's pretty much uh, what, what sort of, I've been doing the last few years, conferences, talks, um, you know, that kind of thing, um, presentations of my footage and capturing, you know, UFOs and all that sort of stuff and telling my stories and introducing witnesses and stuff like that. So, you know, over the years, I invested in, you know, um, probably in the last 10 years, about 68 cameras, you know, um, went into like a I, I see a course. few
0: behind <laughs> you there, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple there, yeah. Um, and, and so, like, I, I got into a real big... Um, I just really enveloped myself into the subject because, you know, I saw and I I went to a Catholic school and I was taught by brothers, really strict ones. And um, they, whenever I would ask, especially my religion, my religious teacher about you know what what was the lights i saw and everything and Mm. i all he would all because he was 185 years old or something so (laughs) he's one of the old catholic brothers right with the canes no um and so he used to always kick me out of class and i used to have to go sit outside the principal's office and to the end of the class and everything and you know i I was always in trouble because i was always asking these questions and 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 the more that i seem to offend people by asking the questions the more i want to ask them (laughs) that sounds terrible <laughs> but uh, it's probably why I, I'm doing what I'm doing and not backing away and going, "Hey, oh, you know, it's a crazy subject." Because this can really affect your life. It can affect your career. It can sure. affect friendships, family. Like it's 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 really had a, a, a large impact on my life. And no one really understands it unless you go through it yourself and see it and experience it. And um, and so I've always fought to try and crack that stigma. Um, I've always wanted to show people hey it's a subject that you can talk about freely and you know not have to be ridiculed and rubbished and for me like that's the most important thing um, and if, if that's my little mark I can leave on the world where people can you know a lot of people around the world contact me and tell me stuff they can't tell their own family and friends and partners and stuff you know sightings because they're worried that people will think they're crazy and you know, all that sort of stuff and it's like yeah well you know it's if I can just do that and be sort of <laughs> some sort of thing where people can you know open up and feel free and talk about it and then eventually i think it's going to become well stuff like pentagon right the pentagon release that got people talking about the subject even though it didn't really release much of anything but still got people talking about it and people interested so you know the more people talk about it freely i think the um the the more uh the stigma will lessen over the years so that's what
0: Yeah, I no, I, that that's fantastic because yeah, many people have had these type of experiences. You know, we're we're not alone in this. So when you can get people together talking about their experiences and stories, that's fantastic. Now, Fractured Realities from my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is your story, a documentary about your experiences and I I find the the title of that Fractured Realities fascinating. So what does that mean? Fractured realities.
2: Well, basically means um, we don't live in a reality that what, what what we perceive as reality isn't really our reality. Um, yeah, there's more to our reality. So, it, it, in a way, it's fractured because people think that this is the way life is, and and then other people had different experiences think that this is the way life is and so it's a bit fractured so this fractured reality is going different ways so that's that was kind of the you know are, are you going down the
0: path of uh like the simulated universe or multiverse <laughs> or things like that
2: i haven't gone that far down the rabbit hole yet
0: okay.
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> but um a couple of times I nearly have but I had to pull myself back out. So, yeah, I noticed that Oh, it's be- a it's
0: an interesting rabbit <laughs> hole. Uh, we went down that that rabbit hole last week, so if I had
2: to oh, ask really? you. I'll have to watch the episode, yeah. Brilliant.
1: Or, or would it be more like looking through a gemstone with inclusions and so the light is different depending on where you're looking at it? Not that kind of fractured?
2: Well, I guess if you go on a different way. I talk with my hands. I do too. Don't worry. I'm part Italian, so I can't help it. It's just one of those things.
1: Oh, my first major was deaf education, so I signed. Okay.
2: So. Uh, my step-grandparents were deaf. So I, I learned. So oh, I okay. Just, yeah, myself as a kid. Yeah.
0: So oh, uh, <laughs> question I already here from the chat, and this is a, this is a good one from Siri Yusuf. What is the Australian government's attitude to UFOs? Are they just as bad with disclosure as they are here in the U.S.?
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, our, our government follows everything that your government does. So if you guys <laughs> were to come out and say UFOs are real, our government will do the same thing. I mean, we've, we're have we allies, right? We've been in every war supporting America, and, you know, we, we love each other, and all our soldiers love each other and, and all that. So, yeah, we're all... Uh, but. No, the Australian government, yeah, we, we pretty much follow everything you guys do. So, yeah, there's going to be no coming out because, really, I, I believe personally, they don't really know what the phenomenon is. So, that's why they can't really say that it's this or it's that or whatever. Um, the best they can do is say, put all these cases uh, out and say, hey, um, oh, there's all these 140 cases which are really strange. And that was lights doing weird things, but we don't have enough information. And if we did have more information, we could possibly solve it and explain it as something normal and benign other than something uh, anomalous and strange. So, you know, that's, um, it's, it's kind of like what the Pentagon release thing was and our government has the same, uh, I'll call it the same, um, uh, attitude, I guess <laughs> to the subject. So, gotcha. yeah.
0: So yeah, that, that's kind of interesting. So basically they're, they're following suit and, um, <laughs> Yeah, the, there was the whole uh, quote-unquote disclosure document that came out in June, where it, there was no disclosure at all, other than saying, "Yeah, stuff's going on, and we have no idea what it is."
2: Yeah. So. but if we had more information, we could possibly solve it as something normal. You know, it's a that the way that they worded it was very shifty, and I mean, a nine just nine pages. Uh, uh, you know, six months it took them to write out nine pages of right typing. so
1: hey writing's hard. It to, or
2: it can be I mean even typing right apparently so I don't know but it's a bit out there but I don't know I, I was really I didn't expect anything and a lot of people asked me before that oh what are you expecting about the UFO release and everything everyone expecting something big from it and I was like yeah no it's um we've ex- we've had this over the years many times where um you know they've come out and said oh like you know Blue Book and Grudge and Sign and right. you know Condon Report and all these things and everyone's thinking oh they're going to get to the bottom of it and all of a sudden oh no there's nothing to it or we can't explain it or it contains no pattern of malice or whatever or no patterns of, of um, conceivable threat to the United States or whatever the case is. Uh, they use a lot of uh, words to sort of get around it um, what it actually is and cause I, I believe they don't fully really know what the phenomenon is because it's strange as hell uh, 33 years ago I thought if you had asked me as a kid I would have thought they were just aliens from Mars right, um, right. Men or whatever but um, now it's uh, I realise the more I've experienced not just uh, lights in the sky, lights in the house as well um, really other strange things Strange phenomenon, um, things flying off the walls, landing perfectly on their side, on the floor, across the room. Really strange, yeah, really bizarre things. And what I've noticed is, and this is what Haunted Skies is going to be about, is we've come up with 28 different connections between different phenomenon. Um, and so, you know, a lot of the phenomena I'll give you a couple now, some of the phenomenon, you know, can be seen in the infrared spectrum, uh, full spectrum, so same as the other... Um, a ghost-type phenomenon as well. There's an old um, saying of uh, my friend Mike Williams. Uh, you know, I keep pinching this off him and using it <laughs> for years now. But he always says, um, you know, if you're a, a, a ghost hunter and you see a ball of light in your home, you're going to call it a ghost. If, you, if you're if you a farmer and you see a ball of light out on your farm or just on your property, you're going to call it a mystery light or a, a min-min light here in Australia. Like, you, you have the brown mountain lights over there. But if you're a UFO... Wait, wait, wait,
0: it was a, you said it was a min-min light?
2: Yeah, we call them Min Min lights. Here. Interesting. Aboriginal. Okay. Aboriginal name for what they, huh. <laughs> yeah, they've been seen them for thousands of years here. Same sort of thing. Whether it's a natural Earth type phenomenon, plasma kind of phenomenon, we don't know about yet. Similar to ball lightning, we don't know. Who knows? But if you're a ufologist and you see a ball of light up in the sky, you're going to call it a UFO. So, but in theory, they all seem to have the same properties. They all, when they come in, they are affecting the Earth's magnetic field. Every single one of them, goes ghost phenomenon guys whatever you want to call it, um, UFO phenomena seems to also affect the Earth's magnetic field localized when, when they're around. And um, also, when you're having flaps up in the sky, you're also having strange phenomena appearing and occurring down on the ground as well. So, um, you know, like Piedmont, Missouri, and a few other places over in the States, um, you know, and with John Keel, um, the author, and everything um, oh, yeah. going into the strangeness, the high strangeness side of the UFO phenomenon. John Keel, right here. Brilliant. (laughs) Absolutely brilliant. Yep. Great author. Um, And, um, you know, and and also like with Valet as well, you know, he's touched on a lot of the high strangeness of the uh, UFO phenomenon and how it seems to have repeated over the centuries and seems to change um, uh, as we're changing. So, I mean, that could either mean, uh, it's it's showing itself in different ways to not scare us, or it's showing itself in ways that it's just ahead of our own technology, um, and so to not scare us out, scare us too much, or whatever the case is. But what what it does seem, um, one part of the phenomenon that has been continual, all the way through, is the ball of light, the BOL type UAP or UFO. Um, these balls of lights have been witnessed and seen for. Literally reports going back thousands of years, um, if you can take them at face value. Um, there was a book by Valay recently and Chris Orbeck called "Wonders in the Sky," and it's a, it's a. He he went both of them went through a lot of old cases, a lot of old reports going back thousands of years, um, and they're exactly the same as reports of lights in the sky that we're seeing now, and even flying discs that were seen by the Romans and you know Alexander's army and stuff like that. So. There's been a core element to the phenomenon, um, but yeah, it's it's highly strange. And anyone who says they know what the phenomenon is, they're lying to you. So they're trying <laughs> to sell a book or something like that. They really nobody really knows what it is because it's so strange. And the more that you think you know, the less you actually do know. So I try and now just approach everything from a private investigator point of view. Um, and, and not go down the rabbit hole as much as possible. Try and look at logic, fact-based reasoning, um, evidence and stuff like that. That's what I'm about, um, is just presenting evidence to the public, you know, and my videos um, of the phenomenon and stuff like that, witnesses. Um, up right now there's, I think, 211 witnesses who've seen the phenomenon with me over my life. Um, so, and That's most, quite of them a feel. In last, most in the last 10 years, um, when we'd have like families, uh, come down in their buses from you know all the way up north in Darwin and stuff like that, and yeah, it was really good um it's really nice, but um yeah it's, it's have, a
0: strange if you've problem. seen so many and you're you're saying there's two hundred and you said two hundred eleven yep, okay, if there's two hundred eleven people that have seen them with you, you've seen them on several occasions. Do you think that they're somehow attracted or drawn to you?
2: Some people say that mike believes that he's been investigating my case for 10 years now um he's the T and expert and author here in australia but um he believes that it's something to do with me because i also have um a lot of uh, strange <sighs> okay over the last go ahead last few years i've had i have a lot of strange things happen i've gone through nearly 50 mobile phones they all die in the same wow. way um electrical stuff seems to you know and I, I blame the ufos or aliens but mike thinks it's me or i blame the government or something and mike's like no it's you and i'm like no it's not me you I'm, so i'm trying to make it out to be him now um, uh, <laughs> but yeah it's <laughs> all since i've met you you've all this weird stuff that no, nah. but um no i don't i really don't know i really don't know um
1: are you throwing off electricity and shorting out things is, is that what you're uh, saying
2: I've, I've got videos, multiple videos, of ch- mobile phones charging themselves without power in my hands. Um, and weird things like that. I know it sounds bizarre, and I don't present no. that stuff to the public. This is the first I've actually spoken about it. But we're putting some of that weird stuff in haunted skies because we've, we've oh, gone great. to all sorts of experts, and they can't explain how that's happening multiple, multiple times. Uh, cameras die on me. Um, computers, I've gone through about <laughs> 14 computers in the past 10 years. Uh, yeah, i just... Yeah. I don't have much luck with electrical stuff.
1: (laughs) It happens all the time. I've told Mike a few things. Like I work Mm -hmm. for in television and I'll go over to touch the router and I'll short it out or, you know, I could just walk in and break stuff. And I'm not saying I did it, but I was doing a past life regression with um, Ariana a few weeks ago and I saw this bright light and I thought my daughter came in and flipped on the lights. And when I sat up, I said, did you see that the power went out in the neighborhood for as close to 3000 people for about 20 wow. minutes. Now, I'm not saying I did that, but you know, it's a quinky ding. You, did.
2: Well, you I, knocked out the power. Okay, I up. did. It's, it's <laughs> coincidences <laughs> and there's
1: coinkies. Yeah. So that, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that was a coinkie dig, you know, after. I mean, that's a, that's no, it,
0: a it is an interesting phenomenon though, because you do hear stories, you know, like with both of you that, you know, you, electronic devices will only last for a short period of time or you short things out or you know like like you're saying Damien all the cell phones and the computers it, there are people in this world that seem to have um, you know some sort of whatever electrical charge or frequency or magnetism whatever whatever is going on uh, there do seem to be people in the world that are like that and it's a, it's a truly fascinating phenomenon.
1: Have you done your aura photos? But I'd be interested in that.
0: No, I, I haven't actually. No. No. That would be interesting. Yeah.
1: Because mine are like, you know, because I've been going through a lot of stuff at work and I was really angry a few weeks ago and the track lighting overhead was going. Blip, 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 blip. And they're like, what's going on? I'm like, well, I'm mad. You know, <laughs> it's me. Yeah. That's what I'll own up to. But, you know.
2: Do, do you have a problem? Like if you walk under lights at certain times, they will turn off um, things like that by themselves.
1: Not and so then much the next morning, off.
2: they'll be right again like yeah because that that's that's something that does happen uh, uh, to me occasionally um it's, especially only in this house though but it's really weird this house there's three people have died in it um and we've had it's, it's oh, wow. some really oh, strange wow. stuff had some very bizarre stuff.
0: so you may have some paranormal activity going on there too
2: oh we oh most definitely yeah. uh even my father um You know, he's seen it. One day I was sitting on the lounge and I was, you know, typing something out and the next second um, I've looked up in the hallway, the door to the hallway and this thing, it was a, a big glowing mass and it was on an angle like this and it flew in, it ran almost into my dad's room like at a high speed and Kind of like had an arm behind it. It was really bizarre. And but I saw it like crystal clear as. And I'm like, what the? And I went in the room. There was nothing there. But when I I told my father, I said I saw something really weird, you know. And I explained it uh, exactly the way I saw it and everything. And he and he came up to me. He shook my hand. He said, "Thank you." I'm like, what for? And he goes, "Oh, because um, he goes, I've seen that thing in my room twice. Exactly what you said. Yeah. And you just confirmed for
0: him that." yeah seen that it was yeah.
2: still something to it so he was yeah. like wow you know and he said that one night he had it standing at the foot of his bed and he said it was hovering up it wasn't touching the ground hmm. and it was a big glowing mass with like a, a head almost but just going into like very small shoulders um and he said it floated down the side of his bed and then stopped right next to his head and he was just staring at it for like about 30 seconds and it just disappeared and um, wow. my grandmother died in this house as well. And um, oh, after sorry. her funeral, uh, that's life. Thanks, mate. But um, oh, wow. after her funeral, uh, we've come. Uh, my auntie has come back to the house, and uh, these people are like, really hardcore country people out here. They don't mess about, you know. They don't procrastinate. They, you know, they don't make up stories or anything like that. And she's come into the house, and um, straight after burying her mother. And, and she opened the door and saw her mother sitting in front of the sink on a chair where she used to sit for years. Oh wow! Staring at her like, and 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 I say, "What was she staring at you?" Or she goes, "No, it was like she was staring through me." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's very interesting because I've heard the same thing with other ghost reports. It's like they can see you, but they can't. Um, and it's like..." Um, I don't know if there's, if there is other existences, other dimensions, but there's a possibility that wherever these things are coming from, they're coming from the same place or a similar place. Um, And this is where I think what scientists are calling dark matter nowadays um, and we can measure it and it's all around us and the universe is supposedly made up of 80 or 90% of dark matter or whatever. I believe that's where these things are lying in um, just beyond the visual spectrum uh, or whatever the case, other dimensions, ultra dimensions, whatever the case is. Um, and they're coming from there to here. So dark matter, I believe that's where these multiple dimensions are coming from. They're crossing over. We're, we're able to pick them up on different equipment. Um, some, A lot of them are giving off uh, radiation uh these balls of light um and same as the stuff inside the homes the balls of light in the homes are giving off radiation same type of radiation also affecting the earth's magnetic field so they're being registered on tri-field meters as well so there is something to the phenomenon no doubt um i mean i've seen too much myself now to go (laughs) yeah well unless i was tripping or something you know and but you know i i don't think so you can't trip if you're filming it and someone else is standing there's a comment here
0: from the audience that said this this is from diana erickson she says damien you are not bizarre to this audience so
1: oh, you're one of, yeah. one of us thanks one for of that. Us. you're definitely one of us yeah yeah this cool.
0: is this is normal to us so well somewhat but <laughs> because it doesn't somewhat happen normal. all yeah. the time you know but uh but, it does so, happen. but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this audience has seen and experienced some really interesting things, and in, yeah, so you have as well, so it des- definitely makes you one of us. Yeah. So we- Well,
2: I feel welcome, thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I have a uh, question here from Steve Humphrey, question for Damien. Do you subscribe to the concept that Yahweh is not of the earth or a form of an elemental?
2: Yahweh. I'm not sure. I I wasn't sure if this was something in in Australia. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yowie. Y-O-W-I-E. Yowie. Yeah. They're like a Bigfoot. That's what the Aboriginals call the Bigfoots here. Oh, well. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. Okay.
2: There's a Yowie name for them. There's, um, we've got, there's bunyips, uh, which are these other creatures that would live near watering holes. Oh my gosh. You heard of them? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. No, no. There was a, uh, in, um, In the early 80s on uh, HBO on cable, um, they had a cartoon that they would run called Dot and the Kangaroo. And they, uh, you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, And they ended up in the Bunyip cave. And that whole song about the Bunyip scared the crap out of me. So I I wouldn't go into like any dark places for like weeks after that because I always thought the Bunyip was going to get me.
2: <laughs> well, apparently they were pretty scary-looking creatures. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if um yeah you were scared as a kid. It's fair well, yeah.
1: don't worry about them. <laughs> worry about the what was it? The drunk bears or the drop bears? What was it? The oh, yeah, trees? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, for any um, British backpackers, we have drop bears here. Um, and yeah, they kind they drop from the trees. They're like a version of a koala bear, except ten times bigger with bigger claws and big teeth. <laughs> They're not real, but anyway. <laughs> so, but it's like a story we we tell the backpackers to freak them out. So, <laughs> I mean, you guys think we have all the craziest animals here in Australia, so yeah, we 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 like to play on that a little bit. Why not have a bit of fun? <laughs> uh,
0: but back what Steve was asking, because that was an interesting question. Yeah, so with Yahweh over, if this is supposed to be like your your Bigfoot and what have you, you know, yeah. he's asking basically the question: you know, is this? You know, perhaps some sort of element or some some of, some sort of other supernatural being. Some think that they may actually yeah. be uh, aliens. Yeah. What do you think?
2: There is a, a theory about that. Uh, Mike and I mm-hmm. have spoken about it quite a bit. And we're going to be talking about a little bit about it in a, uh, Haunted Skies as well. Okay. About the Bigfoot phenomenon. Because it is very strange. Um, these creatures, they seem to just disappear. You know, there's footprints going up mountains, and then all of a sudden they just stop as though they're being pulled up into the sky or disappeared. And also, uh, you know, with Yowie reports, Bigfoot reports and stuff like that around the world, a small percentage of them contain reports of strange light phenomenon uh, in association with Bigfoot. So there, there is a theory that they are some sort of other being creature they may be coming from the same place that's why we can't find them because they just go back there whenever they want to and um, yeah so that 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 is a really good um, it's a good possibility that they could be something very very not like just a physical creature that's walking around the earth that hasn't been found yet these things are coming and going and coming and going because it's a bunch of high strangeness around
0: yeah maybe from another dimension or fractured reality
2: Another fractured reality. Yeah, I have to do a part four now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just about the Yowie and the Bigfoot. Yeah, it's a strange subject, and um, yeah, there is there is a lot of light uh, phenomenon reports around Bigfoot. So yeah, I mean, is that a connection? Possibly, possibly not. There's <laughs> just not enough information, really. Um, it's too the the phenomenon occurs too sparsely, um, and it's hard to. You know, like I said before as well, like um, I'm an investigator for UFO Research New South Wales. um, And, you know, if you go out to a a property or whatever, and like I went out to a property um, a couple of nights ago, and there was a family about an hour and away from here that have been seeing and i had several reports in last week around this same area from people who were seeing light phenomenon um diving into the mountain um, which is what i'm filming as well so i went there and and we saw the same phenomenon occur on the third night in a row so that i was there and we got it on film so it, it is occurring like all around you know this area which is really good but the um when you go to most places there is no phenomenon. There's nothing. You hardly ever see anything. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it is a difficult subject to, you know, whereas, like, if you're a cop and you're you're trying to find a murderer, you know, you, you have a trail you can follow. But the trail here is very, it's little sparse, little cookies here and there and little bits of pieces and whatnot. And it, it's kind of hard to put together sometimes, you know, when you think you have the answer. You kind of you're like whoa something something will throw you a curveball and you're like oh damn, this is stranger than yeah what i thought okay this is weird um and the phenomenon seems to be aware of you as well uh, hyper aware of you um uh, they seem to know where you're pointing the cameras in the sky sometimes they seem to know when you're looking and what part of the sky you're looking in exactly um you know it's just it's a really bizarre phenomenon um the closest i've had the phenomenon near me um And I'm not talking about ghost phenomena or anything like that. I'm talking about a UFO phenomenon was in a place called Tipperary. Um, And Mike, myself, and another gentleman called Lance went up there a few years ago. And this place is a very small enclosed valley. It's on the mountain range, like almost circular, like a meteorite impact almost, and full of pine trees in all the way. It's a very strange place, very strange properties. Farmers in this area have had sightings going back, you know, a long time, over 100 years. And... um, really strange things happening in the home as well and so we're we're there one night and um, Mike and I are talking Lance has turned around to grab something out of the car and this light has like come from up high and it was like a rod of light and it would have been maybe it's hard to tell the exact length maybe six to eight feet something like that because it went at speed into the ground Um, and it flew over my shoulder like literally down my arm as I'm bending down to pick a camera up and melted into the ground and disappeared and Mike and I oh, wow. jumped back we jumped literally jumped because I mean it was freaky it was scary um we both saw it um and then it wasn't until the next morning and that's when it got things got weirder because the next morning uh, I actually went through a video I was videoing the valley behind us while we had our back to it when this thing happened and we were talking and everything and Um, Behind us, at the same time, you can hear the Trifield meter going off, and Lance is saying the Trifield meter is going crazy, and you can hear it. There's lights behind us, changing direction from up high, flying into the ground, into the valley behind us, changing directions multiple times, too, and disappearing into the ground, making no sound whatsoever. So... There is a strange phenomenon, whether that's some kind of a natural phenomenon, maybe some kind of plasma coming from space or some kind of super weapon from a Death Star. I mean, I'm joking around, but who knows? You know? <laughs> <You never> know. <laughs> yeah, it well, it's pretty crazy, but I mean, th- th- they make no sound. They, um, they do tend to leave a little bit of uh, residue, um, i.e. they do trip like I mentioned they um set the, the EMF meters off and everything um but also um, in the ground where they tend to go in they can also leave radiation around that area too and um yeah so it's it's a crazy phenomenon and it's a um it's one of those it's a phenomenon you don't really want to particularly get too close to um because there are some cases out there where there's been some nasty nasty stuff happen
1: Are are they diving actually into the ground, or is this dark matter like you know when Ron and Harry are running on Platform Seven and Three Fourths or whatever, and they go into the wall and it's not (laughs) there anymore?
2: Uh, Well, it's again, yeah, who knows, really, eh? Um, They do just seem to melt. I mean, you can physically see them on the camera, and what we physically saw was them it melt into the ground, no sound whatsoever, no (laughs) movement of the ground, nothing, just like the ground wasn't there um huh. it could be like a, another reality or but they've been seen in the oceans i've got footage of them um hovering above the ocean and then diving in at an angle without splashing the water without causing a wake whatsoever um yeah so it's they they, they seem to be have their own physicality about them where our laws of nature and our nothing applies to these guys they can do whatever the hell they want you know so it's um it's it's actually a fascinating uh subject to get into the probably the worst part of the the topic or the worst part of the phenomenon is the people uh who are attracted some of the people who are attracted to it are a bit out there um and (laughs) (laughs) not at all (laughs) no
0: everybody's (laughs) on the level
2: we're all <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> except for the stalkers and, and all those.
0: Right, yeah, right. A
2: different level, but yeah. Um, so yeah, it is a crazy subject, and it, it's a fringe subject. It's a fringe science, so it attracts fringe people. And you know, that's life with anything. Sure. fringe, you know, I guess so. Just, I just
0: call I them just colorful. You know, <laughs> we have a lot of colorful people in the field.
1: Yeah. I just well, call them cousins. Oh, no, sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. There's no such thing as crazy. It's just everyone's no. different. No. So. <laughs> so, Grace, grace so,
0: just a word. <laughs> we were talking a little bit earlier about the uh, paranormal exper- the paranormal activity you also experience. Uh, Sarah Youssef had a question uh, following up on that. Have you noticed that UFO phenomena tends to gather in areas of other higher paranormal activity?
2: Yeah, it does. There there, there, there are hot spots around the world where there does seem to be more paranormal and UFO activity um, more than other places. So And that's that's part of uh, what we'll be touching on in Haunted Skies as well because a lot of what I've been looking into are areas like Duny do here which have repeated sightings uh, over the years and lots of farmers here see them and they don't care. They're just like, oh, the lights, whatever. <laughs> and you just like, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> but um, certain areas do. Um, and what I have found in a couple of areas that have repeated sightings around the world, and but it's not the same with every place either. So it's, it's, sure. it's a bit... Strange, but what I've found is in the ground certain minerals. Uh, you're talking gold, quartz crystal, uh, other types of uh, powerful crystals, um, also combined, and it has to be in a combination with iron ore or iron stone. Now these this uh, quartz crystal and iron stone um, and or iron ore seem to have some sort of reaction. There's a place near Esperance in Western Australia here, and uh, they have. The same kind of phenomenon happening that they have this iron stone that goes into the ground about a kilometer and a half down um mixed with uh veins of quartz crystal like we have through the town here um and i used to think that because of the the way that the quartz crystal veins were running uh, a couple of times i'd see a ufo moving over the same kind of lane where the quartz crystal so I, I used to think that maybe that had some sort of connection but then when you see another 50 ufos that don't do the same thing as subject <laughs> 2. You're like, oh, well, that throws that out the window. <laughs> so, right, yeah, right. It's a, it is a hard subject to fully research and, and get a whole, like, a, a fully no, mental it- grasp of, yeah.
0: It's extremely fascinating, though, because you hear about some of these locations around the world like Stonehenge or Karnak stones or, you know, the Egyptian pyramids that, you know, they're supposed to be, you know, harnessing this this earth energy using things like, uh, you know, like like quartz crystal and, and other minerals uh, to be able to do different things, whether that's, you know, move between dimensions or for healing powers, open stargates you hear all these different you know ideas and theories. So. Do you have locations like that down in Australia where, you know, like these different standing stones and what have you that, you know, are supposed to be able to do these different things?
2: Uh, we have like a, there's Black Mountain up north. It has oh, strange,
0: right, right, I've heard of Black Mountain, yeah.
2: Yeah, it has some strange magnetic properties to it. Um, that has like places. all kinds of like
0: crazy broken rock and where where people go missing and things like that, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that's happened as well. And there's mm-hmm. legends as well. The same as Ayers Rock as well, uh, further up north. Uh, if you take stones from Black Mountain or Ayers Rock as a, you know, if you're a tourist or whatever, I'm going to take a stone home and, oh, here's right. my stone from Ayers Rock to show everyone. Um, a lot of those people have bad luck, a lot of them. And so uh, there's a place uh, at Ayers Rock and near Black Mountain too for people to actually send in the post, the rocks back, so they they you know the bad juju leaves or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they ha- start having some good luck again. Um, but there's a thing where yeah, you can't take anything from these places because if you do, then yeah, there's a chance that I um, have some bad luck. Uh, it's just a, a theory. But so a lot of people just bring the stones back themselves to and put them back there themselves as well. So yeah, we have a couple of places like that here in Australia. But um, you know, like the Tanami Desert as well. Um, there's a lot of UFOs that are seen around there. Um, uh, yeah, different parts of Australia, Melbourne, um, we've had a lot of UFO sightings um, uh, in Gosford. Um, we've had a couple of pretty famous sightings um, up just on um, the Central Coast here. So there are areas, but not like um, with like St- Stonehenge and all. I wish we had stuff like that, okay. like we were talking before about the Gosford glyphs, you know, we, we have. Um,
0: right. And I did want to ask <laughs> you about those, you the, the supposed uh, Egyptian hieroglyphs there in Australia. What do you think?
2: Yeah, well, I don't think that they're the real deal myself. I mean, I've looked into them, Mike's looked into them. There, there is a, a theory or a story that goes back that they were done by returning Australian soldiers from Egypt after World War I. Um, and so <laughs> no one really knows the truth, but they do tours there and they make a lot of money off it and all that sort of stuff. So who who really knows? You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna say it's fake or it's real, but I, I don't believe personally myself um, like from what i look into it that um there's much to it so unfortunately it would be nice to think that uh, <laughs> egyptians were here at a certain you know a couple thousand years ago or whatever and or they'd come to australia by boat somehow or whatever that that's pretty fascinating actually um it just it, you know,
0: it seems to have gotten pretty popular here over the the past couple of years i keep hearing more and more about them
2: yeah yeah well it's strange the the place that they'd be in if if egyptians had come um they've traveled really far inland to a very remote spot in a, in a, in a forest to do this, you know, um, in a very, so, I mean, they could have done it anywhere else, but they've, they've got, they've done a real um hike and a tour to, to, to do it. So, uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I don't know why, why it would happen, but yeah, there's like things that look like UFOs and stuff like that there. And they're touted as being UFOs by the tour guides and everything. And, you know, every, each to their own. as far as I I guess. All I know is that this phenomenon is real, UFO phenomenon is real, 100%. Um, The other stuff is fascinating, but, yeah, all rabbit hole (laughs) kind of stuff. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Those rabbit holes, I tell you. Those those rabbit holes. Um, Can I ask you a question? I'm sorry. Um, Can I ask you a question about the balls of light that you were talking about um, before? You said that they're um, you've seen them in different colors, and I was wondering: is it yep. are they different, or do they vibrate like a different vibrational frequency, so they resonate through the spectrum differently, or are they different species? And what's the deal with the red lights? Why don't why don't people like the red balls of light, or why are they chased away? I guess is my question.
2: Brilliant question, brilliant question. Thank and we're, we're touching <laughs> on. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, I'm hoping to get asked good questions like this in podcasts. So yeah, okay. Um, it's we're going to be talking about this in Haunted Skies. Um, like, we're going to be touching on it. Um, but more so Fractured Realities, which is coming out, uh, part two, which is coming out in December. That's going to be mostly about what type of UFOs that have been seeing in the skies of Australia, mostly. Um, but, I mean, the phenomenon is pretty much the same around the world, except you guys have more triangle-style UFO sightings. And yes. Sightings <laughs> than we do here. We hardly get any of them. So it kind of makes me think that they may be some kind of something your government might be working on, who knows, Um, but at the same time, yeah, we have, it's an interesting question because I've always thought, the the first one that followed me was a red ball of light, and what it did was, as I was walking, I looked up and I was on my way home, and I was, you know, nine years old, I had my skateboard under my arm, I just got to the top of the hill, and I was about to skate down, and then I looked up, and this thing would have been maybe 12 to 15 feet above me red ball of light maybe the size of a basketball maybe a bit bigger um and as I would walk it would move with me above my head and I stopped and it stopped and it did this about three or four times and about after the fourth time I started to get a bit freaked out so I kind of ran the rest of the way home skateboard under the arm and I was like I was out of there you know and I told my mom I was really excited and she said I was an airplane wasn't an airplane, you know, even at nine, like I'm, I know what an airplane looks like, right? So, Mom, yeah, like, yeah. What the hell? now she fully is like she now she's like, um, oh, Damien, the UFOs we saw. I'm like, what UFOs we saw <laughs> now?
0: About? She's it's on like, board with it, yeah.
2: yeah, now she's on board, yeah, 33 years <laughs> later. So, yeah, go figure, but um, well, back think, then
0: it was kind of taboo to talk about that stuff,
2: yeah, it was a lot more taboo, uh, than, than what it is now, um. And thankfully, because we have the internet now, so we're a lot more open and there's, really groups and there's guys like yourselves who get it out there to people, which, you know, helps a lot with this, with the subject, because if people aren't talking about it, then it will be ridiculed and rubbish again, eventually. So I think we're getting past that stigma and the whole, um, you know, that the, the, the word conversion, when people think aliens, they think, oh, oh sorry, UFOs, they think aliens straight away um and um anal probes and all this kind of stuff (laughs) so i try i don't i don't like using the word ufo so much Uh, but anal probe is okay (laughs) i'm just kidding i started started using like uap like 10 years ago um
1: yeah
2: and just to get away from the whole ufo you know Assimilation with aliens and all the stupid, crazy stuff, and and it does because well, there was such because a stigma
0: you, with the term UFO. So exactly, and, yeah. and I've
2: noticed over my life that many times that when you you say UFO to someone, their eyes roll <laughs> or something like that, mm-hmm. and, or um, or, or some of them will go, oh yeah, yeah, I saw this back, you know, whatever it was, you know, but that's very rare. Uh, most people don't see them, right? Um, but yeah there is that massive stigma but just going back to your question about the red balls I've often wondered about them um and the book I was telling you just before um about uh, Jacques Vallée and Chris Orbeck how they uh you know they have a condominium of all sightings going back thousands of years well there was a sighting back in Germany in the 15th or 16th century and it was uh this gentleman was walking into this town in Germany and people in the town witnessed this ball of light, a red ball of light following him just above his head mimicking his movements as he would stop it would stop. The same thing that happened to me 33 years ago oh, and wow. I, yeah I mean <laughs> they, they came out with this book about maybe 2-3 years ago and I just, as soon as I read that I was like oh. Yes, yes yes so i'm not the only thing It's happened, before. Happened, yeah. to, happened to someone else and when people saw this red light above him in this town they were shutting their doors as he was walking past they they wouldn't let him into the pub they you know so they they saw it as like a sign like a a nasty kind of thing you know they were very well, spiritual i guess um or whatever and um they thought it was some bad omen you know so they didn't want anything to do sure. with this guy but um my second sighting was of, of a red ball too, and it was coming down from the sky, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Right as we're camping out, looking up on our sleeping bags, me, my, bro- my brothers, and I, and it was, you know, then it was getting chased by a blue light and a green light. So I don't think that they're they they're all the same one, and they just change colours depending on you know the mood they're in, or, or I, who knows whatever the case is. But um, I think that they're they're different, um, especially the red ones they seem to be associated more with mimicking people mimicking aircraft as well and um even the the white ones too back in the the, the earlier days of like the foo fighters and stuff like that oh World sure. war two and you know they they would hang off the wingtips of airplanes and they're still doing the same thing nowadays um if you yeah, like but
0: those were all balls plane, of light yeah
2: they're all strange mm-hmm. balls of light and they would mimic the plane so uh, you would do an S-turn or something like this to try and shake this thing off, and this thing would follow you um, as you're doing your little S-manoeuvre um, in the sky. Really, really strange. So that seems to be with the red and white phenomenon, um, but more so the red ones seem to come closer to humans, and I don't know what what that's about. Um my mother think- called me Damien because her favorite movie in nineteen seventy eight was the Omen. So I'm basically right. named after
0: You're named after the <laughs> Omen,
2: really? Yeah, it was her favorite movie. Wow. And my uncle told me this like four years ago. I'm like, What thanks, Mom, great, you know. Wow. That's awesome. No and you. here I am with red balls following me and all <laughs> matches, right? So yeah. I'm loved around the world by Satanists. Um, and all I- hated <laughs> by religion. Um, we'll just
1: be thankful her favorite movie wasn't The Elephant Man or something, you know, because...
2: Yeah, 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 that's oh, true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she did have that movie, though. She did have that it's movie, an awesome yeah. movie.
1: Do you think Oh, it's so like... sad, yeah, yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's really tragic. Um, do you yeah. think that the balls that are coming down are, like, um, trying to gather data or get information or say, hey, this is a human, what are they doing?
2: There, there, is a, there seems to be a role of observance. Um, like when you're a like this is something I say a little bit if you're a scientist um, and you're creating life or bacteria in a petri dish and you're looking at it through a microscope, you don't jump into the petri dish with the bacteria you kind of <laughs> yes. watch from afar or whatever. I think that's what these these guys are doing they're observing humanity, they're observing us seeing where we're going, possibly mm-hmm. watching our technology. this is a theory also, and that goes into the reality that's just beside us, possibly. Um, that their, their, their future, they're us from the future. And they, mm-hmm. that's how they know certain things and they come back on certain dates. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you about that. Dates. Yeah. Um,
1: because you had mentioned somewhere, maybe it was in a fractured reality, I'm not sure, um, how UFOs are always coming back like um, when there's wars or something disastrous is going to happen. Do you think it's maybe like, hey, guys, let's get in the ship and we're going to go watch this? It's the same as you know, us going it's... to the movies?
2: It it almost seems like it's really (laughs) strange. They
1: they know it's going to happen. So come on.
2: It's like they know something is going to happen. Yeah. Let's go watch
0: the real movie, not the recreation that Hollywood put together. Watch the real
2: real reality show of human beings. Yeah. This is the real big brother. Like, (laughs) like seriously, That, that would
0: be really hardcore in some cases
2: oh yeah. yeah yeah i mean yeah. if they're watching us they, they'd be seeing us get up to some really sick stuff some humans yeah you know? so they'd be like oh i'm staying away from this is probably why they don't land on the white house lawn and go hey guys <laughs> we're here because yeah. i mean they they say, they'd see by observance the way we treat each other even our own neighbors and our own race let alone other races and race you know we can't even get along with each other, a lot of people, you know, so it's really bizarre. And so if they were to land, and that's why a lot of skeptics over the years said, what do they land on the White House lawn and blah, 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 because we'd kill them straight away. We'd be like, what <laughs> the hell? Baseball bat shot, bomb, bomb, blum, shotgun. Yeah, right? I saw that okay. movie. Yeah. Well, you like, make, you it make, yeah, a you, make a really,
1: you make a really good point because I lived in the desert and we saw stuff out there all the time, but it's beautiful, it's peaceful, and there are no people out there. so. Yeah. Mike well, that's when, a good you, thing. when you go to Arizona.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, I'm heading over there.
2: to the States next year. So, In um, New Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh,
0: you're coming over Vegas. here next year.
2: Las Vegas,
0: yeah. So oh, we go to Vegas, oh, okay.
1: Oh, yeah, you'll see some stuff there.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not UFO, oh, but yeah. yeah. Oh, okay.
0: A bit of everything there.
2: I was hoping yeah. to see Elvis, <laughs> or, or get married by Elvis or something, <laughs> you know, like on TV. <laughs> In nearly every Las Vegas Hollywood movie, there's someone
0: going right. Over, of course, shotgun wedding. You know, yeah,
2: yeah, that kind of stuff.
0: Hey, um, good question here out of the chat room. This is from Nancy Derusha. Uh, does the weather seem to have an effect on how many you see like cold or hot weather?
2: Not really. Um, well, it depends because you'll see more at night, um, on a hot, on a summer's night or a spring night, because, um, on a winter's night, you know, you'll have a lot of moisture in the air as well. Um, you know, so it's better to see them on a hot night, you know, um, a lot easier anyway. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it's it's if they're going to come down, they're going to come down. If you know, if you're going to see them, you're going to see them. Whatever type of night it is, if they, because a lot of people like they they'll have a uh, a skywatch and then or set a skywatch right. up, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's cloudy, and let's not do the skywatch because we can't see the stars. And it's like, but you know, if they're going to come down, they're going to come down anyway, regardless of you know whether you can see stars or not. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's. It, 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 <sighs> I can't really say 100% all I know is that visually wise it's easier to see them on a hot summer's night you know it's it's a lot less comfortable than you know cuz in, in winter you can just rug up and you're fine and everything but on a <laughs> hot summer night you're like oh especially out here it gets like 48 degrees celsius or something oh. like that and you're like whoa, yeah it's pretty,
0: pretty It's a little toasty.
1: It's so. warmer just than here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty hardcore. Yeah, like I think ten years ago we had the hottest summer in like fifty years or something. Hottest summer day, and it oh, happened wow. to be the day that um, a bunch of uh, investigators came from Sydney and they nearly died on on the farm. <laughs>
0: so oh, we had to gosh. get the water Ouch. truck
2: to come out and spray them with water because it was that hot. Um, and they were nearly dying. But yeah, we're lucky we didn't lose people. That time.
0: <laughs> so, so um, question here from. Alina, our chat moderator. This is not an Australia question, but it is a possible extraterrestrial question. Uh, she wants to know uh, what, if anything, you might know about the Dark Pyramid in Alaska.
2: Uh, nothing, sorry. Nothing, all right. <laughs> the dark Pyramid in Alaska, that's the first I've heard of this one. Is this something that's, uh, that's been seen from Google Earth, or...?
0: Um, no, it's actually underground. Supposed to be under uh, Mount Denali. Um, it, they discovered it through some seismic, seismic readings uh, almost 30 years ago. Uh, it was recently featured here on a uh, episode of the Alaska Triangle, but uh, Linda Moulton Howe has it featured on her Earth Files website as well. So,
2: do, do you believe weird. that it's real yourself, Mike?
0: um i mean i was stationed up in alaska for three years uh when i was in the air force we never really talked about a dark pyramid um but yeah i mean you never know (laughs) with some of these things i i I do well we'll talk about that another time offline with with the viewers but um
2: i'm interested because the the, i mean what do you think about the bosnian pyramid do you think that the pyramid of the sun and you think yeah,
0: that's good? interesting because it it does seem. I mean, in a lot of respects, it does seem to be just a mountain. But in other aspects, it's like, well, there there is some human activity going on here. So, you know, is it possibly? Maybe
2: there is some. Yeah, so it could have been a natural thing, and then humans came along and made it less natural. <laughs> yeah, right, I, right. I, I just find it. I just find it. Yeah, fascinating that whole thing, whether it's real or not. I, I notice that a lot of stuff like that tends to get shut down a lot by um, you know, certain, uh, people who look into it and the experts and all that. And I've noticed he hasn't had much luck in proving that it's a real, a real pyramid or whatever. Yeah. He's
0: had some challenges there, but even, you know, with, with the dark pyramid there, you know, the fact that it's underground is very remote. Um, you know, you have like just a couple of people that say that they have some information about it. And the fact that you can't, verify it because you know the tapes or the records or have gone missing makes it really really
1: difficult
2: yeah exactly exactly it's just like with a lot of stuff in history i mean i find the egyptian pyramids quite fascinating um and how they were made and put together and you know the how they were cut the stones and uh just yeah it's quite fascinating all that stuff i used to want to be an archaeologist as a kid um yeah after (laughs) watching indiana jones yeah yeah indiana jones i think we all
0: (laughs) want to be indiana jones yeah 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 who
2: didn't like wow no snakes no snakes with that hat you know (laughs) no snakes yeah Mm -hmm. just um, no snake pits (laughs) but that hat and the whip you know like yeah absolutely i mean if i could do that i I, actually i could get away with it out in the country here i could have a whip (laughs) and a hat so there you
0: go
1: Hey, this and is Texas. And then go
2: back a little bit and have a Ned <laughs> Kelly thing happening. Our cool. down here.
1: Yeah, yeah, why not? I mean, well,
2: you su- sorry.
1: Oh, I was going to say um, – no, you're talking. Um, but since we're talking about Indiana Jones, um, do you think that movies and pop culture has actually hurt or has it enhanced the UAP field?
2: Uh, As- it's hurt the UFO field over the years. Uh, a lot of uh, – Hollywood, there's theories that the CIA were working with certain Hollywood executives and yeah. directors to actually rubbish and ridicule the topic in certain movies and to point it in a certain direction. Um, and, and yeah, and, and they have rubbished and ridiculed it. I mean, how many movies mm-hmm. are out there um, talking about again, or oh, not anal probes or anything like that, but crazy stuff you know, like it's, oh, the aliens are here to kill us all, or mm-hmm. it's an Independence Day scenario, or you know UFOs are just going to zap us and there's so many movies that they're coming here to kill us and um, there's not really many movies where they're just like uh, friendly aliens but at the same time I I think the universe or I think everything around there's good and bad in everything Um, Yeah. you know so anyone to say that it's just they're all good out there and they have our best interests at heart you you don't really know what you're talking about Um, you know I, I know that there's something more and deeper and darker to the Phenomenon um, because I've experienced it uh, in depth, and um, so I know that it's not all just love and light and stuff like that. You know, if you um, if you say that to people, they oh they you get instant hate. Well oh, hate me because I've experienced it. <laughs> yeah. Hate me. Please, you know, if you're full of love and light, why are you hating so much? But Right.
0: Yeah. It, I think it's, I think it's a mix. I, I think like with humans, yeah. you have good humans and bad humans. I think when you talk about, you know, ETs or, um you know, spear phenomena, whatever, um, you're going to have good and bad.
2: Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it permeates through the universe, I believe. So from what yep. I've seen too, and it always made me wonder, why were those balls chasing the red ball away? Um, the red ball of light. What, What's the dynamics in that? Now, there's uh, in, I think, 1561 in Nuremberg and then several years later in Basel, Switzerland, there was reports, and they were shown in woodcuts, um, you know, on the newspapers at the time, on the front page. um, These balls of light, cigar-shaped things in the sky that were sending beams of light at each other and flying around, and red balls of light, green ones and blue ones, and uh, people reporting white balls of light coming out of these cigar-looking objects things like that flying around and some were landing on the ground, exploding in flame and all this stuff after they were being shot by beams of light from other things. These happened several years apart, you know, like a long time ago. And that kind of stuff, it makes you think, okay, well that's kind of what I saw um, when I was 12 Mm -hmm. and I've had other reports um, of UFOs chasing other UFOs around the sky. Now that made me think that there's something like a, maybe some protector or something that's watching over us um, which doesn't allow other things to come in and try and mess with us because I can't explain that in any other way. Like why would they be chasing the red ball away? Why was I followed by a red ball? Why do the red balls have all the the bad juju? And even some of the orange ones too around this area. Like I get some reports from farmers and cops, police officers and all sorts of people who see them at all hours of the morning hovering above roads. Um, you know, we've had cattle issues here uh, where orange balls of light have been seen around them, same as in America. Um, so it's 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 a, it's a rare that's a rare phenomenon with the cattle mutilations and stuff like that. But you know, um, it, it does. They certain UFOs seem to be have certain characteristics, certain flight characteristics. And there's another type of UFO, which is fairly new as well. I've only been seeing them for the last 15 years, been recording them for the last 10 years. But I call them the flasher phenomenon. Um, and they're a light, and they can appear at any time of the night, 1 a.m. in the morning, midnight, when the sun is across the other side of the Earth, and then you'll get this bright flash from one point in the sky, and then all of a sudden, a few seconds later, flash to the right of it. And then it will change direction. Another flash over here, and the flashes—they uh, change as well. Sometimes they're huge, and sometimes they're small. Uh, sometimes they're orange. Sometimes they're white. Um, and so there's two different types of these flasher UFOs: there's the orange ones, and there's the white ones. Now the orange ones seems to uh, move in different ways than the white ones, which is really weird. And they seem to have similar characteristics but different. I've had these ones show up on my birthday uh, seven times now um, in the oh, last wow. probably 15 years. Um,
0: Giving you a little visit.
2: Either 20 minutes before my birthday at midnight or 20 minutes or so after my birthday at midnight mm. and um, and I'll be filming them and whatever and um, just really strange timing. Um, back when I was 21 I went to see my mother and on my birthday, on the night of my birthday and just to spend time with her and um, I went outside just before midnight, you know, and looked above me and then the next second um this big orange egg has <laughs> come across and inside the orange egg it had like a vortex of red flowing around inside oh, wow. of it like a, a plasma kind of constant constant motion it was orange and it was big you know and it was low and it stopped right above my head <laughs> and i was like you've got to be what the that's crazy you know and right. i was like "Mom, mom and she came out and, and she saw it as it was going over the fence kept moving and then it wasn't until five years ago this was back when i was 21 i'm 42 now um and then it wasn't <laughs> five young. years ago yeah young <laughs> um and i was what was i doing yeah it was about it's five depressing. years ago sorry yeah. <laughs> and um i i read a mufon report a mufon australia report and um they spoke about this same ufo and on that same night it was seen by another nine witnesses in my area, in Quakers Hill. So I mean, yeah, that was when you get re, uh, some affirmation years later from you, you know, about your own sightings. You kind of like, oh, yes, <laughs> brilliant. You know, That's it's great. really good. Yeah, yeah, it's nice yeah. Um, when you when you hear stuff like that. So,
1: Were you yeah, born near good. midnight by any chance?
2: Uh six twenty-four p.m.
1: So. Well, that's that, that well, not that quite. throws theory, that out
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <Next>. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're tricky. <laughs> they're tricky, aren't they? not
0: they yeah. we are at the end of our show. So you know, we have to wrap it up. No but we'll, we'll have Damien back again another time for sure.
2: Thought, that was too quick. <laughs> it, it did go
0: by quick. But just real quick, because um, you have uh, another Fractured Realities coming out here, Haunted Skies. Uh, when are those coming out, and how can people find more information about you and your work?
2: Oh, okay. Um, you can just find me. I have a public figure page on Facebook. Um, you can, if you go to AAPI, which is Australian Aerial Phenomena Investigations, uh, that's my page as well. Um, oh, there's my profile page. I'm not really that heavily into social media or anything like that. You know, I don't like shoving my stuff down people's throats daily. So you'll rarely see me on there. You know, every, every now and then I'll, I'll jump on if I have to or whatever, but, um, you know yeah just send us through or jump on the aapi page or public figure page or whatever the case is um uh the website's down unfortunately uh but we'll be getting that up soon and hopefully and yeah so and that'll be aapi as well again okay Um, yeah and so and the documentaries are out there australian skies is i think on amazon prime at the moment um beyond the spectrums on youtube movies uh there's communion there's a couple others uh that i was in years ago um yeah so there's a few out there and this fractured realities is on youtube part one so yeah you can find fantastic all right everybody
0: <laughs> check out damien knott's work and um yeah we're looking forward to uh the new documentaries that you have coming out so thanks so much for joining <laughs> us this was really interesting uh you know Likewise. talking to somebody from you know opposite side of the world that is experiencing some of these things and just you know your perspective and uh, experiences with that. So, thank you so much, Damien.
2: Thank you for having bye. me on the show. Bye. Uh, Thank you, Victoria and Mark. It's nice uh, to meet you. Absolute pleasure. <laughs> and likewise, um, great talking to you guys. Absolute legend. Can't wait to come yeah, back.
0: Likewise. <laughs> hey, have a good night. or Well, I no, guess worries. a good day. Good, a good night for us. A good day for you. Yeah. <laughs> good day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay, bye. Thanks bye. to the audience care, too. Bye-bye. Thanks for
2: listening <laughs> in, guys. Thank you for everything. Cheers.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Take care. Bye.
2: Cheers.